deep into their lives. I'm Scott Wheeler from Super Hits WIRL, and remember you can watch this episode and past episodes and future episodes of Airplay on Peoria Life's web portal, Facebook, YouTube under Peoria Life, and our friends at Peoria TV, which is uh, Channel 17 on the i3 broadband system. Well, I kind of consider this part two of our visit with the uh, Greg and Dan show. We had Dan DiOrio on from 1470 and 100.3 WMBD last week on Airplay. And this week we have his co-host, Greg Batten, who every morning assures us that the world didn't blow up and <laughs> what we should be talking about that day. Greg, hey, welcome buddy. Good to, to see you. Airplay. Good you to too. see you. I didn't know this was about like uh, the inside stuff of my life, though. Because we yeah. don't have enough time for that. Look out. I got a lot of stuff. <laughs> got a lot of stuff, I man. bet you do. So how come you didn't end up being, uh, taking over your family's business in Pekin, which was helium or welding? Uh, well, I, uh, it was, uh, I personally <laughs> did sell compressed gases. So I, so I did for a living at one time, pass gas. That's what I did. I, I, I sold it. My dad was a welder at CAT. Uh, but when welding was brand new, uh -huh. he left it after the war, uh, uh, went into a little welding supply company, mm -hmm. eventually bought that company. Mm -hmm. And so welding, gases, oxygen, acetylene, helium, nitrogen, all those things all became part of that. Early days, we sold medical equipment, incubators, and, and things. And I even, <laughs> I even, as a 18-year-old, delivered medical oxygen and hooked people up to oxygen. I hope I did that right. <laughs> um, uh, so, so I grew up in that business. And I came out of college, went to the business. My dad said, you can come, but you got to give me three years because before three years, you won't know what you're doing. Mm -hmm. So I stayed five. But what my dad didn't know or anybody else in my whole world didn't know that I had this burning desire to do radio. I had it since I was 17. I really I had it since I was 12. Mm -hmm. But at 17, my journalism teacher in high school, Betty Bauer, said to me one day in passing, you should really do radio or TV because I was a writer mm. and I already had a big deep voice, mm. right? And uh, that's all it took was somebody that I loved and respected and admired to, to stamp it and go, do it. Nobody else knew what I was even thinking about doing it, but I sat on it until I was 28. And so at 28, working for dad, I answered an ad in the paper here locally to work the board over midnight to 6 a.m. at WXCL 1350 mm -hmm. for Mr. Steve Young. Thanks, Steve. <laughs> uh, and um, I stayed with both for a while, and then I realized I really needed to do it, mm -hmm. and so then I left. Was that a tough conversation with Dad? It was not a tough conversation okay. with Dad. Dad had the same thing happen to him when he left Caterpillar as a welder to go into the business of selling that. Mm -hmm. He had a lot of pressure from his friends telling him he was making a mistake. Mm. You just didn't leave Caterpillar. Yeah. And so he knew. He knew what was going on. He was my biggest supporter of it. Great. He, he believed in going off and finding it. And so um, not really. Uh, uh, there, there was other people in my life at the time that it was a little rougher to try mm -hmm. to explain that to. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, I think back about that. I, I didn't, what I didn't want was to be a 50- or 60-year-old guy who didn't try it. Right. It was possible that I was going to try it and go, I don't want to do it, mm. and then go back, mm. and the door was open. So so after uh, WXCL and running the board, where did your radio journey take well, you? Well, I quickly uh, left there. and came, <laughs> I, I had two things coincidentally happen to me. One, uh, I am lifelong friends since second grade with a woman, woman named Brenda. Brenda's husband is a radio man by the name of John Williams. So I'm working over here at WXEL. I'm at the Morton Pumpkin Festival Parade. I happen to stand next to Brenda and John. Mm 
she introduces me to John, mm-hmm. and John says, well, why aren't you working at WMBD? You need to get over here. Mm-hmm. And um, I said, uh, okay. I'd only been working like eight months or something like that. <laughs> and I said, uh, that sounds really good to me. And I um, made some calls. Rob Westaby was the program director at the time. Mm-hmm. And Rob and I hit it off, and I started working with WMBD and KZ93, of course, mm-hmm. uh, back in 88. So 88 was my first go-round. Okay. I've come through three times. <laughs> three, and I had only yeah. counted two. No, so it was let's... three times. <laughs> so then I left in 95 uh-huh. and went to work and did mornings at WTAZ. And then I left there after a year and did mornings uh, with John Lamb over at Rock 106 right. with Hirschman and Markley and yeah. all those guys. And then I left there to come back to do MBD afternoons and mornings with my wife, Yvonne. And from there, my partner for 10 years was her. She was my radio partner for 10 mm-hmm. years. And then that's when we did, we did Smooth Jazz and we did um, WLS and WGN in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the third time back was in 05 with Danny. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, got it. So the journey into Chicago, what, what, surprised you about that what did or did not meet your expectation about working in the major market of what surprised me is that it was easier really yeah why because you are surrounded by people like uh, you know not many people in our business at markets of this size have support staff Mm-hmm. We had like four producers and another person doing something. I was yeah. like, I didn't even have to do anything. <laughs> there was there was very little. I mean, I had to push the mic on, and there was a guy running the commercials, and yeah. and we had two people running the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, all I had to do was talk to Yvonne, my mm-hmm. partner, and the listeners. Mm-hmm. It was it was. I thought it was remarkably easier. Uh, so that was my biggest surprise, um, and I also probably the realization. That in every market, and the only one I know is Peoria as opposed to Chicago, in every market is filled with people who are equally as talented as the people in the big markets. Mm -hmm. They just didn't go or didn't get a break or Mm -hmm. something happened. Mm -hmm. The talent level is not that different. It's not that different. What about the pressure? I felt some pressure on that, mm-hmm. uh, and it ultimately fell apart at WLS because of a, a personality uh, conflict with the new <laughs> operations guy. Oh, that's never happened He did before. not like me from the day <laughs> he came, and it was my fault. Can I tell this story real quick? Sure. Okay, so we're at WLS. There's Don and Roma. There's Steve oh and Gary. Gosh. Or not Steve and Gary. Roe and Gary. There's there's uh, Steve Scott's the head of news, and right. Cisco's there. Cisco yeah. Cotto, who's still yeah. up there. All these people who people know. Oh, right, yeah. uh, and and we're in a big conference room, and we're going to introduce the new guy whose name I'm not going to mention, but he's the new program director. Uh-huh. He's replacing my favorite person in broadcasting, Mike Elder, who is just a tremendous person, mm-hmm. and he was kind of mentoring me and Yvonne. He needed to leave for reasons that were personal, and he was replaced by this guy. Mm-hmm. So our um, general manager Zamira was going to introduce us to this guy. And he introduces him, and he, we're all talking. And I like to be a team player, so I'm going to ask a question. <laughs> and my question is, what kind of communicator are you? Uh, meaning, in my head, are you a come-in-my-office guy? Are you a phone call guy? Are you an email guy? This is really before texting. Mm-hmm. And what I didn't know was this. Immediately, 
Mr. Jones, Zamira, steps in front of this guy and says, well, I know you guys have all heard about Michael's, sorry, that's his first name, <laughs> about Michael's uh, temper problem, but I'm assuring you that he has it under control. And the Whoa. minute, and the minute, the minute I hear this, I'm like, we are done. He thinks I was setting him up. I didn't know anything about this guy. Zero. Knew zero about him. Everybody in that room was like, man, Batten went after it, didn't he? And I was like, oh, this is so, he never liked me from that moment on. Oh, my God. We lasted a few months later. And then we quit before he fired us. We were going to get fired. It's great. Yeah, it was, we did not have it. The only time I've ever told somebody, um, I'm giving you one more show and then we're done. I got so mad one day when he asked me something and I stormed into the studio and he's left with Yvonne and, Yvonne, and, she, and she, he said to her, was that planned? And she's like, I don't think so. I don't know what's <laughs> happening. <laughs> so it was, it was crazy. It was crazy. So most of your radio has been talk, but that time at uh, WWCT 106, yeah. how was that, how did that, feed into what you do now. Well, what was will, that experience like? I, I will tell you. I was so I was doing talk at WTAZ uh -huh. and I got this call from uh, Mike Ray and Jamie Markley and they mm -hmm. said they had this idea. John Lamb was with um, uh, Lytle, Ray right. Lytle, right. And, and Ray had left on his own leaving John without a partner. And they had this crazy idea. Let's get a guy who's kind of normal because you know, they're crazy people. Mm -hmm. They were all crazy. Mm -hmm. Rock crazy morning show. Mm -hmm. Let's get a guy who's voice of reason. I was a little older than everybody, mm -hmm. right? Um, and so I, I, this is a great idea. I like this idea. Mm -hmm. Something cool. And so I joined. That was the idea that I would be the guy. Oh, don't do that. Don't do that. I quickly fell right into all that <laughs> stuff. It was ridiculous. <laughs> they were gonna kill me, man. I was like, this is. But I will say, I only spent one year there. I learned a ton from those people about John, especially Derek Story was our producer, mm -hmm. great producer. Just about theater of the mind, mm -hmm. how, to, how to roll with something, how to take something outrageous and mm -hmm. just keep going with it, mm -hmm. or taking something mundane and, go, and mm -hmm. keeping going with it. Uh, I, I, that was a great year. It was a lot of weirdness, but it was a great year. That was a what moment in Peoria yeah. Radio. Yeah. Really? Greg yeah. Batten? Yeah. 106? <laughs> really? <laughs> He's so nice. He's normal. Those guys are crazy people. And they were at the time. And now I work with Mark Lee and Hirschman yeah. and Wayne Miller and all those guys. And it makes me happy. When I saw the first day I saw Rick Hirschman drive a minivan, I was like, I am happy. Because they always used to make fun of how straight I was. Right? We're talking with Greg Batten from 1470 and 100.3 WMBD, host, co-host of the uh, Greg and Dan show on the mornings there. So how do you approach... Because I know it's more than just a show for you. How do you approach what you do at WMBD every morning? Is it, do you like soak yourself into the news every night and then plan it out? or how? Well, I tell, Danny and I would both agree on this, I think, is that you're in that kind of format, in mm -hmm. that kind of show that we do, because we don't just do politics or we don't just do sports mm -hmm. or we don't have one category. We do mm -hmm. everything. Right. So, so you have to be... Uh, um, knowledgeable in a lot of different things. You don't have to be an expert in all of them, but you have to be knowledgeable mm -hmm. about what's happening with your 13-year-old kid. And we were talking off air about TikTok, mm -hmm. a new uh, platform on, mm -hmm. online. Uh, oh, and you have to know what's going on with China. And, and, but, but you don't, we never uh, have to be the expert. We feel like we are two guys representing a lot of folks in, in central Illinois who 
looking at the world every day. Mm -hmm. And so some of it's not so good and some of it is great. Uh, we like to be positive. We like to be funny if we possibly can. But the, but the show prep is constant. It is absolutely constant. Mm -hmm. If I'm at the store, which I was the other day, and I was buying um, uniform pants for my son to go to eighth grade, and a woman tells me something hilariously inappropriate, <laughs> it's getting on the air tomorrow. <laughs> I didn't bust her out by saying what store it was or anything. But, but, but life is interesting. There's always cool stuff happening. So Danny and I are always, and the other thing that we do with each other that I think is, that helps us, is we don't tell each other ahead of time. Uh, yeah, he I'll, mentioned that last. Yeah, week. I'll, yeah, we keep it fresh, and we'll, mm -hmm. we will, and, and so we have, a, we know where we're going for the day. But mm -hmm. he'll tell me, hey, "Dude, I got a story. Man, you're gonna love this story." And I trust him, mm -hmm. and and I always love the story, mm -hmm. or I'm shocked, or mm -hmm. something like that. And same way with him. So um, uh, it's that it's that approach. I also, you know me enough to know, I, I want to do good. Mm -hmm. I, I want to do something good. So I want to make people aware of something or make them think about something or have a laugh about something mm -hmm. or if I can help an organization raise money to do something. All of that to me is part of that fabric of the Greg and Dan show. Yeah. Speaking of Danny, what do you love about Danny? What, Danny, what makes that work? Dude, he said something to me today that I cannot repeat on this show because <laughs> it was right on the edge anyway. It was in the last 60 seconds of the show. He is so amazingly funny and and can slip things in and he does it to me all the time he'll slip it in like a dagger like he knows i'm gonna laugh or something and he did it to me this morning he is he wickedly funny he's super smart as you guys mm -hmm. talked about last week mm -hmm. he reads you know you know when i when when it's about world affairs it's well and or also sports because mm -hmm. i like sports I don't know much about mm -hmm. the intricacies of who's playing well right now and all that. Mm -hmm. um, but I like Dan. I like our relationship so much that uh, in, in this way is that I know if I say A, he'll say B. Mm. And 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 likewise, he, well, he and he talked about this too. Shorthand. There's a, there's a it's a shorthand. Mm -hmm. uh, there's there's a, something we talk about even off air where we don't even have to complete each other's sentences. We know what we're talking about. We also have been here on the radio in this market so long, we know a lot of things, a lot of them people don't want us to know. You know what I mean? We, <laughs> yeah. know, we know a lot of stories, <laughs> a lot of stories. And so we can just look at each other and go, oh, boy, this guy. <laughs> Why do you like it here? I mean, we talked about you being in Chicago, yeah, and you made the I decision know, to come back. I Why love do you it like here. it here? Uh, I like the fact that we're a, a big enough community that we can do a lot of fun stuff. I saw Brian McKnight. Saturday night mm -hmm. down on the riverfront. It was mm -hmm. awesome. He was yeah. tremendous. He he He's tremendous. Uh, and, and then uh, I can be home in 10 minutes. Uh -huh. uh, I like the fact that my kids have a whole community of people, especially my younger kids, but my older ones too, a whole community of people that are watching out for them. Mm -hmm. I, mean, and, I mean, not because I'm Greg, but because I live in that kind of town. Mm -hmm. and, and Peoria's um, uh, small enough for that and big enough for you know, some fun stuff. Mm -hmm. I don't see any negatives. I know we have problems. I'm not saying we don't have problems. We have lots and lots of problems we need to worry about. But I see the positive in it all the time. Mm. So you recently decided to try your hand at stand-up comedy. Yeah. I was, uh, 
you're a funny guy, but that's a different world. <laughs> yeah, it's a different thing. How did how did that come about? And what again, kind of like the question about Chicago radio, what has surprised you or met or not met an expectation about doing? Here, here's what happened. Uh, Dan Conlon, who is a guy that I worked with at Rock 106 back in 1996. That one year I was there, Danny was there. Mm-hmm. He's owned the Jukebox Comedy Club for a very long time. Mm-hmm. He has known for years that I wanted to try it because mm-hmm. I've told him that. When the Washington tornado hit, you were affected as well. Mm-hmm. He, I, I called him up. I said, we should do a fundraiser. And specifically for a mutual friend of ours, Joey D. Right. We were going to help. Joey Lived lost down everything. down the street right. for me. <laughs> Joey lost everything. So we were going to do a fundraiser for him. Mm-hmm. And he goes, I will, we will do it if you do 10 minutes. And Danny probably didn't, Danny Conlon, Dan Conlon, probably didn't know that he was speaking psychologically exactly what he needed to speak to me. So I, did he know that no, you kind of had that? Well, no, he itch. knew I had an itch. Yeah. But he didn't know that that's how you get to me. Make me feel needed. You know what uh-huh. I mean? As like, uh-huh. oh, I'll contribute to the greater good thing, uh-huh. right? And so I did it, and I was really nervous, uh, but not so nervous that it was bad. I was like, I can do this. And I really like doing it. Mm-hmm. And I'm a storyteller kind of a joke guy. I've, mm-hmm. I've, I've gone back and forth. Uh, I, I'm not very good at the set-up punchline, set-up punchline. I, I tend to stretch it out a little mm-hmm. bit and ramble like I do with you right now. <laughs> uh, and, uh, and I've done it ever since. I don't do it every week. I don't mm-hmm. do it even every month anymore. But it comes and goes in waves. And I really, really enjoy do it and doing it. And it feels natural. The only difference is, and I know you teased this on Facebook the other day, is the difference is from that in radio, is that you get the immediate response. So I would love that. Oh, it's That's great. what's hard it's about radio. <laughs> and, and I will say... But you uh, also get the, well, that didn't work. No, 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 no. And then the sweat starts coming down. I've had a few moments where I was like, well, that's... And, and, and I try stuff all the time, and, yeah. and, and I use my family and myself as mm. jokes. Uh, I don't do political humor or any of that kind of stuff. But I do, think, do things sometimes that I think make people... Um, um, just get a little uncomfortable, it's, but it's okay. It's all yeah, good. It's all yeah. good. It's all good and fun. But I really like doing it. I really like doing it. I wish I'd done it thirty years ago so that I'd have more time to to learn. Mm-hmm. And the surprise of it is, um, there's a great camaraderie among those people that do it. I bet it's a hard thing to do. Mm-hmm. And so if you're doing it, and even if you're not even doing it very well, everybody that's in it respects you. Rooting for you. Yeah, rooting for. Everybody's rooting for each other. Yeah. So you mentioned it a minute ago about wanting to not just do a radio show but make an impact contribute to the greater good i picked up in your uh, bio on the mbd website this phrase do good be nice go home repeat Mm -hmm. and i've heard you say that or post that and i have a whole bunch of t-shirts that have okay so that (laughs) would be a personal mantra it is i would say it is yeah tell me about where that came from and why i'm not sure where those actual words came from but we live in this world now where everybody's yelling at each other about almost Mm -hmm. every darn thing anymore and it seems to me the overriding way that we could all get along better is if we just did those things. I have another phrase, and it goes like, don't be a, and I can't say it on this show, <laughs> but, 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 it, it, but it's encapsulated in that, in that mantra. If you just do good, if you get up every day and just say, I'll do something good today, whether that's a big good or a little good, like a, buy somebody a cup of coffee or say, hey, dude, nice shirt, mm-hmm. uh, or, or go give money to the church, whatever it is, mm-hmm. and if you're just nice about it, 
and then go home and relax and don't worry about the rest of the stuff. It'll mm -hmm. be all right. And then go do it again tomorrow. Mm -hmm. I, I, without getting super like uh, spiritual on this whole thing, I feel like that I've been given a platform mm -hmm. that I should use for good. And, and I would be uh, remiss if I didn't do that. I would feel personally mm -hmm. sorry that I didn't do that. The other thing I picked up on was um, you dream of what you want to be. Any conclusions on what you want to be? <laughs> <laughs> that probably speaks to that part of my personality that says that I'm never good enough. Yeah. That I'm never good enough. That I'm not as I'm not a good enough father, dad. Uh, I mean, those are the same things, I guess. Uh, father, husband, mm. uh, friend to you, uh, member of the uh, broadcast team at Midwest 360. Uh, whatever it is, I always have that little nagging thing mm. that you know, keep trying. Mm. And if one day you'll be that person that you think you should be. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah I do. It's just about that. Mm. That's what that means. Mm. All right, what's the most, because, man, oh, man, you must have some stories, but what's the some of the most memorable things you've done in radio that uh, e either stick out as being blooper-ish or, okay. uh, or impactful or? Well, uh, just recently, Dan, and Dan, when he was here last week, Dan DiOrio was, sorry he didn't tell the story. He asked me to tell it. Okay. A year ago, almost, we were with the uh, Presley's Outdoors people. Mm -hmm. We did a Saturday morning broadcast live from a duck blind somewhere in Fulton County. We got there in the dark nothing in a boat. <laughs> we're in a boat going on, into this, and we get under a thing, and we're in the duck blind. I haven't shot my gun in 40 years. I informed the Presley people, hey, I haven't shot this in 40 years. Do you think it's going to be okay? <laughs> and they're like, could you stand over there when you do it? <laughs> so we're duck hunting. We're live. It's going great. Ducks come by. I take my first shot in 40 years, get a duck. Uh, and I, it was unbelievable. It was like, it was That's a mic, not fair. It was like a mic drop. It was like a mic drop moment. <laughs> so that was one. That was cool. Um, uh, I did the whole uh, freeze myself in a block of ice Oh, uh, at, yeah. When I was at Rock 106. That was one of the memorable ones I wish hadn't happened. <laughs> I hated that. Oh, my God, I hated that. Uh, and then there was another one. What would you say? Memorable blue. Oh, oh. This is part sad. So if you're an animal lover, don't be mad at me. Okay. Gordon Snow was a man that used, he's passed now. Gordon was for 50-some years a magician. And I, Gordon and I both were from Pekin. We knew each other for years. Mm -hmm. He was in the studio one day promoting a, a, a magic show, and he had a portfolio, you know, the little portfolio books, mm -hmm. you know, yeah, that you yeah. put your notes in. Mm -hmm. And at some point, of course, magic on the radio is riveting, right? So <laughs> we're, having, we're having to describe it, you know, but I like doing it because it's so silly, right? And he's doing tricks, and so we're like, ooh. Right? But then all of a sudden, he opens the portfolio, and out pops a dove. Like, there's a live bird in this thing that's that big. Yeah. How did that happen, right? Uh -huh. And so he has the bird, and we're oohing and on and stuff. And he was with uh, uh, Rodney Nordstrom, which was helping him that day. Mm -hmm. Rodney was our friend, too, also a magician. Mm -hmm. And he handed the bird to Rodney. And I saw in their eyes something. And I was like, what happened? What was, what was that? And, but I didn't say anything on the air. Mm -hmm. We get off the air, and I said, you guys got to tell me what just transpired there. And Gordon said, the bird died. And, and I was like, what? He goes, in 50 years, this has never happened to me. He goes, I've done this joke, this trick, rather, uh -huh. a bit, a thousand times. He goes, I don't know. I think I accidentally broke his neck or something. And it was, there was like, we were like, like it was happening here. There was like a pall over the room. And then Dan, he left, and Dan and I looked at each other like, well, 
that's a first where we <laughs> actually had a, a, an animal pass in front of us on the show. So that one stands out greatly. That's not in your normal radio thing. Jeez, you've killed a duck oh, yeah. and yeah. a dove. I'm not, uh, birds don't like me. Apparently Birds not. don't like me. Well, we are out of time. No way. We are. So we will have you okay, back. because I, I know you got a million out I got a million stories, man. <laughs> Thanks, Scott. I appreciate you it. You bet. Greg Batten from 1470 and 100.3 WMBD. The Greg and Dan Show heard every morning, Monday through Friday, 530 to 9. 9. Let's go 9. Yeah, let's go 9-ish. All right. And we'll uh, have another guest, of course, coming next week. Steph Blue from our friends at Mix 106.9 will be here. Until then, remember you can catch Airplay anytime on Peoria Life, Facebook, YouTube, and Peoria TV Channel 17 on the i3 broadband system. Thanks for watching Airplay. PeoriaLife.com.